Lead to Win is brought to you by Leaderbox, a monthly reading experience curated by leaders for leaders. Learn more at leaderbox.com. Marco Polo, Ferdinand Magellan, Lewis and Clark, Ernest Shackleton, Neil Armstrong. Some of the most recognizable names in history were great adventurers. From Marco Polo's 15,000-mile journey through Asia to Neil Armstrong's nearly half a million mile round trip to the moon, high achievers have often been great travelers. Today, successful leaders still leave home to seek their fortune. Every day, some 1.3 million people go on a business trip. That adds up to more than 488 million business travelers each year, and one-third of them travel by air. A major airport is one of the busiest places on Earth. Hub cities like Chicago, Atlanta, and Dallas may handle over 24,000 flights a day. All that travel takes time and money. The average traveler spends between 48 and 74 nights a year on the road. And together we spend nearly $320 billion on business travel. We fly to conferences, drive to sales meetings, take the train to meet with clients. We travel for professional training to pitch new ideas and to meet with colleagues. And the pace is increasing. 38% of business travelers say they expect to travel more in the days ahead. Long-distance travel is difficult. There are delays, security hassles, jet lag, traffic, missed connections. The combination can be stressful and exhausting. Every business traveler has at least one disaster story from life on the road. Meriwether Lewis studied astronomy, medicine, surveying, mathematics, and anatomy before leading the Cora Discovery on its two-year expedition. Neil Armstrong trained for over a decade before blasting off on Apollo 11. That spacecraft took five years to build and was tested daily for eight months prior to liftoff. We, on the other hand, snag the cheapest flight we can, race out the door at a moment's notice, then forage for food along the way, and we wonder why we arrive stressed out, exhausted, and unable to concentrate. If business travel has become something you dread, is there anything that could make it less stressful? What would it take to rekindle your sense of adventure about hitting the road? Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt-Miller. And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work, succeed at life, and lead with confidence. And in this episode, we'll share two simple tips that will take the stress out of business travel. Travel requires a lot of preparation and time, and it can be incredibly stressful. For years, we've been honing our travel routines to perfection. And today, we'll show you exactly how to hit the road without losing time or arriving tired. Also this week, we'll have a bonus episode featuring an interview with Jim Kelly. He's my dad's executive assistant and is a travel arrangement ninja. He'll share his favorite travel apps that make travel planning a breeze. Watch for that on Thursday. Before we dive into these travel tips, I'd like to ask a small favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, would you be willing to help others find it? The simplest way is to leave a brief review. It's really easy to do. Go to michaelhyatt.com slash review it and follow the simple steps. Thanks so much. We really do appreciate it. Also, I'd like to let our listeners know that my dad and I will be on sabbatical during the month of July. But don't worry, though, we'll be re-releasing five of our most popular episodes next month, so you'll still have fresh inspiration each week. So, Dad, we all know that travel can be stressful. Yes, right? it can be. You Absolutely. and I have a host of horror stories we could tell. Well, I just had one. <laughs> Did you really? So okay, I just, tell me what I it just is. came back from vacation, 
And so the first night we were flying from Nashville through Detroit, through Salt Lake City to get to Jackson, Wyoming. And so when we got to Salt Lake City, for whatever reason, they canceled our flight to Jackson, Wyoming. But we couldn't get our luggage off the plane. They put us up in a hotel, which was very nice of Delta to do that. Right. But we didn't have any of our stuff. So we had to sleep in our clothes. You know, they gave us a little, you know, goodie bag with toothpaste and a comb and some of that stuff. But it was just another reminder that travel is difficult. I mean, we had to, we got to bed way late and we had to get up the next morning at 4.30 to make a six o'clock flight into Jackson. Oh my gosh. So it's just, you know, it was a stressful start to a vacation. Fortunately, we recovered, but travel's not my favorite thing. And the things that we're going to share today make it a whole lot easier. They really do. Okay. I have to tell you a little secret. For yeah. that very reason, because I've had that experience myself, I always put a few essentials I do too. in my bag that I carry on the plane, not my carry-on that gets you know put underneath the plane, but in, in the bag that I carry on. We'll talk about this maybe more later, but just in case. I know. And I the other thing too is 90% of the time I carry on, right. in, unless I'm going on a vacation or extended thing where I can't do a carry-on, and this was just one of those situations where right. I couldn't. Oh, the horrors. Okay. So- The reality is things are going to go wrong when you travel. There are things outside of your control, delays, cancellations, et cetera, et cetera. But there are some things that you can do to mitigate the damage that you know is going to kind of come your way when you travel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us kind of like the three reasons from your perspective to iron out the kinks in your travel routine and really to have a routine at all. Well, traveling is like anything else that you do repeatedly. You know, if you pay attention to it, you can improve it just like any other process. So you can engineer it so that it takes a lot of the uncertainty out of it and a lot of the risk out of it. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons to do that is so that you don't waste time reinventing your travel process every time. Right. I mean, you don't have to figure out, you know, what do I take on an overnight trip or what do I take on a two-day trip? Yeah. You know, you get this, uh, you know, nailed down once and for all. Second, so you have the energy to perform well. I want to use my mental capacity, my emotional energy on something other than the travel hassle and packing and all that. And then third, you want to enjoy it. And if you spend that much time on the road, you got to make it something you look forward to and not something you dread. You don't want to be uncomfortable or exhausted when you don't have to be. Totally. So, Dad, to that end, you have two simple travel tips to share today. What is tip number one? The first one is to trade money for margin. And here's what I mean by that. So we say all the time that your energy is more important than time. And your energy is more important than money, too. I mean, within reason. Right. Right? So you can buy margin with money. Spending money on the things that boost your margin therefore your energy. So this is really important when it comes to travel and it can be game changing when it comes to travel. Mm -hmm. If you don't spend money on margin, you're gonna sacrifice margin to save money. Right. So by trying to travel on the cheap, you can seriously undercut your effectiveness. And I see people doing this all the time. Right. They stay in cheap, uncomfortable hotels. Or they leave too early because that's the cheapest flight where they get very little sleep or they come home at midnight and they're exhausted for work the next day. It's just terrible. Totally. I used to be in a, in a job where people encouraged us to travel after business hours so that we could put in a full day at the office. And then travel, oh. like on our time, in the yeah, evening. Yeah, thanks. You get there. Yeah, I know, exactly. You get there late. You're tired, you're worn out, you're not your most effective the next day. So it doesn't Man. make sense. Wow. Okay. Pennywise, so, pound foolish. Absolutely. Give us a list of the perks that you think are worth it. Well, I like to consolidate all travel into one airline. And personally, I like Delta. I used to be an American guy, but honestly, I think Delta has the best equipment today. And this is you know debatable. Right. And um, I like their service the best. Right. I find them consistently better than anybody else. Their Wi-Fi is better. They also have comfort seating which is not first class, uh-huh. but it's got extra leg room. And it's almost like first class, but 
at less price. Right. Okay. And so you're really talking about by consolidating travel into one airline, you're not running between concourses. You're not having gates changed that are wildly far apart. Just things like that. There's just not so much friction like we were talking about, you know, in the process. And plus you're consolidating your airline miles, you know, so that you can get perks there. That's true. Um, Board earlier, for example. You can board earlier. You get status. So you can board earlier, get your stuff squared away before everybody else gets on and it becomes a zoo. So yeah, I consolidate them. Another one is get TSA pre-check or global entry for international travel for quicker Mm check-in. So you and I both have this and it makes it so much easier. Like almost now, I never, I almost never not get pre-check. Right. I can't think of the last time it happened. You and I travel for business almost all the time together. It's rare unless you're going to one of your seminary board meetings that you're traveling for business on your own. Um, And so that's something that we just do together that makes it so much faster to get through. Makes it so much uh, better. Okay, this one's going to be a little controversial. Not everybody's going to be able to do it, but flying first class right? or paying for seat upgrades. You know, again, I think this is a case where some companies are penny wise and pound foolish. Mm -hmm. You know, the comfort level in first class is dramatically better. I can actually get work done. And one of the most productive work environments for me is inside of an airplane. Oh my gosh, totally. Like we joke all the time, just put us on a flight to California and we'll come back with millions of dollars worth of ideas. <laughs> there, there's just something about the white noise yeah. and something about the focus. It's like working in a coffee shop, only better for me. Right. I get like you, so much done. You have a seatbelt and you can't get up and be distracted. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. So first class is obviously going to cost more, but you can handle it with upgrades. And yeah. for me, it's totally worth it. I just feel like I arrive in better shape. I might have much more uh, energy, and I've gotten a lot of work done in the process. So, well, and at minimum, don't sit in the middle seat, right? You know, if you're if you're not going to fly first class, try to not you know sit in the worst seat on the plane where you're going to be crowded and uncomfortable, and you can't move. And you I have can't this work. vision that hell <laughs> is going to be all middle seats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty bad. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so here's another one: use Uber rather than renting a car. So. The vacation we just took, we rented a car because we were driving all the way, you know, oh through gosh. the through the west. You forgot how horrible it I is. I forgot how terrible it is. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I mean, you got to pay attention to where you're going. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like total first word <laughs> problems, but like directions are something that I'm not naturally good at. Well, especially if you're in a busy metropolitan city. Right. I mean, that's rough. You know, you can get lost, and by the time you're lost and you're in rush hour traffic and all of that. I mean, that is really stressful if you combine that with flight delays. Maybe you woke up early in the morning for a flight. It's a lot of things added up together that are exhausting. Well, a lot of things have to go right. It's just a hassle to get out of the rental car place and all that stuff. Uber, oh my gosh. Like, I would never in the past consider taking a taxi unless I went to New York City or something where you're not going right. to rent a car and drive into the city. Right. But, oh my gosh, that was terrible. Getting a taxi because you got to figure out Okay, is the guy really taking me on the most efficient route? Am I getting overcharged here? How much am I going to tip him? All that stuff. Is the guy going to get out and help me with my luggage? No. Uber, totally different experience. Right. You know, you don't have to hassle with the payment stuff. All that's taken care of. You can tip after the fact where you're not under pressure if you want to. Right. Um, You know what kind of driver is going to show up. The car is usually clean. I mean, it sounds like an advertisement for Uber. I don't intend it to be. But I love Uber. Mm-hmm. I've never had a negative experience on Uber. And I know they're controversial, especially among taxi drivers. Right. But for the rest of us, I, I think it makes so much sense. It's a great solution. All right. So let's talk about hotels. Okay. So I would suggest standardizing on a hotel that you like. Uh-huh. So for me, I like Marriott properties. Mm-hmm. So I could stay in a Hampton Inn. I could stay in you know, some economy hotel. But I like the comfort. I like I like having a gym. 
Right. You know, that's good. I like having a 24-hour restaurant, if possible. That's really important, actually. Yeah. Because what you is the restaurant? Yeah, the restaurant. Because you don't know what time necessarily you're going to get in. You don't know what your options are going to be after meetings that you've gone to. And again, like there's just added friction in your travel if you have to you know, go search for a restaurant near your hotel. You got to get back in an Uber or back in a car that you've rented and try to find somewhere to eat. It's so much easier if it's just all in one place and consolidated. Well, and the thing that, that's good about consolidating too is you eliminate surprises. I yeah, I, I like surprises, but not in hotels. <laughs> surprises and travel are rarely a good thing. Because you, you rarely walk into a hotel room and go, oh my gosh, this is much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, so- Like never. When it's Marriott, I know what I'm going to get. For the right. most part. I mean, they're pretty even from place to place. And, you know, it's what it is. You and I disagree a little on this, I will say, because um, when we go to a big city, I always like to find a neat boutique hotel to stay at. And so sometimes we compromise a little. Like, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we, you know, stay at a, at right. a chain. Um, but they're always nice. So we know where it's going to be nice. But I, I always like kind of the fun of that. I. I, I think you're looking for the experience. Yeah. I'm looking for the utility. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm just looking for a place to park my body overnight. Right. Get a good night's sleep and get on. I'm not going to spend that much time in the hotel. Right. Right. But I know you like the food and all that stuff. The aesthetics and yeah, all the things. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. All right. Well. Okay. Another key thing to do is to plan a down day on the backside of a trip. Oh now, my gosh. It's so important. Short, short trips. It's not that important. Yeah. But again, I came home after this vacation and yesterday was my first day back uh, at the office. And unfortunately, because of just our workload right now, I didn't have a down day. Right. So I got about half done what I needed to get done because I was trying to catch up. Right. And it was just another reminder. In fact, I journaled about this today. What was the one lesson I want to learn from yesterday? And it was never, ever come back without a free day to be able to catch up. Yeah. It's just not worth it. And what that really means is a day with no meetings where you can be in the office, catch up on email, correspondence, exactly. updating projects, updating your team, all those kind of and things. You kind of get reoriented to yeah. the work. And, you know, I had lunch with you, which was great. Which, right. you know, I found out how the business is doing and all that. Yeah. But I need that. Yeah. And then Absolutely. I can hit the ground running on the second day, not the first day. Right. Okay, so this is not all about looking good at the airport. It's about setting yourself up for a win. You get what you pay for, and if you want to have the margin to be refreshed and ready, it's worth the cost. I mean, I think that's kind of the takeaway here. That that Exactly. That's how I think about it. I think about how is this going to affect my energy level, and if I'm spending all that money to get someplace else, I darn sure better be at my most productive, most focused, most effective state. Right. And that means i got to rest. I can't be worn out. And I want to take care of myself. So I'm evaluating everything in terms of whether it's taking away, you know, sucking my energy away, or if it's going to be something that's going to, you know, keep me in a good shape so I can perform at my best. Well, chances are, whatever you're going on a trip for is some kind of performance that really matters. Right. You, you know, you're, you're going to give a speech, you're going to try to make a deal, you're going to try to acquire a client. You really need to be at the top of your game. You can't afford to ignore this stuff and go in at, you know, kind of... Uh, less than your best and expect to get the results you want. That's where I don't get the uh, logic of going cheap. Right. You know, you're you're probably doing one of the most important things you do in your job, like you just said. Yeah. And to not, you know, equip yourself so you've got the energy and the focus to really make that count just doesn't make sense. You kind of want to think of yourself like an athlete almost before a game day. Right. What would you do? Yeah. All right. So tip number one is to trade money for margin. Let's move on to tip number two. Okay. Tip number two is to invest in the right gear. And I have to admit, I get a little geeky about this. Yeah. I love my travel gear. I buy lots of bags, lots of travel gear. I'm testing it. And it's like I'm on this uh, quest, this search for the holy grail of travel gear. 
Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you think about it, I think that you must have passed this along to me. I'm not sure if it's genetic or what, but I, too, have the quest for the perfect bag, and I, too, buy mini bags. I know, and I feel the need to apologize to your husband, Joel, who's in the room. <laughs> Joel, I'm sorry, but... Uh, I just consider it on. R&D. You know, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's That's fine. how I look at it, yeah. R&D. So having the right gear can be a little bit expensive, but again, I think having the right gear is going to save you time and energy. I want to know where my stuff is. I want to have the right stuff with me. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to be frustrated because I'm trying to find something that I forgot and left at home. Well, and I would also say it may be more expensive on the front end, but the chances are it's not more expensive over the lifetime of the bag. You know, if you buy something inexpensive, if you buy a $150 suitcase instead of a $350 suitcase, chances are you're going to be replacing that, yeah. you know, every couple years at minimum, and you're you're probably going to end up ahead on a better investment. Okay, so Megan and I are going to describe uh, our travel gear as we unfold it, unfurl it, and get into it. And this is not a video program. Last time we did something like this, people were asking, (laughs) where was the video? There's no video. So you're just going to have to imagine this. So imagine this is NPR, and we're describing, you know, sort of a man-on-the-street, in-store kind of experience and you'll just have to imagine it. We're also going to include the links to these items in the show notes. So if you want to purchase them or check them out and get more information, you can do that online. So don't worry. You know, you're not completely in the dark here. We have all the uh, affiliate links to Amazon. So <laughs> you can get all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Speaking of travel gear, I want to share with you a resource I can't travel without. It's our full focus planner. And for this week only, we're doing a flash sale. Until Friday, June the 29th, you can get the Full Focus Planner for 20% off a single planner and 25% off an annual subscription. This is the perfect time for you to recommit to your goals now that the year is more than halfway over. If you don't know anything about the planner, the Full Focus Planner is a physical planner to help you distill your big annual goals into daily actions. We have over 100,000 customers around the world who are enjoying greater productivity and success using this planner. With our 90-day planner, you can carefully craft every day to bring you one step closer to your annual goals. Also, with our annual subscription of our planner, we deliver a new planner to your doorstep every 90 days so you don't have to worry about breaking your progress. Again, this is your opportunity to recommit. By upgrading to the annual subscription or just saving on a single planner, you're making a decision to make the rest of this year count. To take advantage of this limited-time deal, go to fullfocusplanner.com. Okay, so the first bag I want to talk about is our travel bag. You got a slightly different one than I do, but we both have Eagle Creek bags. Now, I've tried the Genius bags. I've tried all kinds of, you know, Kickstarter things because I'm a sucker for that when it's in my Facebook feed. (laughs) You know, if a new bag comes up, it's like, ooh, maybe this is the one. But but I keep coming back to the Eagle Creek Tarmac 22-inch. I feel like we should have entitled this segment as Let the Geekery Begin. I know. Because it's happening. By the way, we should have gotten a sponsorship from Eagle Creek. I know. Creek. Send us anyway. your bags, Eagle Creek. We love it. Okay. Them. So here's why I like this bag. This bag, I can carry on. And in fact, even in those Delta regional jets, you can carry this on. I did not know that till recently, but the wait, new ones- Wait, wait, wait. Seriously? Yes. Now, not all of them, but, but the new ones, yes. You can't see this on the podcast, but my head is exploding right now. Well, here's the thing that I hate doing. I hate having to either check my overnight bag or even worse, to gate check it. Which I feel like is such a ripoff because you think you're getting to carry it on, but it's like a fake out. You're not getting to carry it on. And then you have to wait in like that that cattle line for your bags to come up. And 
that, that that is so broken. There's always the people that don't understand. You can only be on one side so the people can get by. Anyway, that's I just a feel whole like Elon, other podcast. But. Elon Musk needs to re-engineer that process. This <laughs> okay. is his new assignment. Back okay. to the bag. So here's the thing I like about this bag. First of all, it's super uh, durable. You know, it's got this kind of ballistic nylon uh, stuff. Ballistic it's got, nylon. That sounds so great. Yeah, I don't... You can kind of hear Ooh, what that sounds like, kind right? kind of gives me the chills. So uh, the thing that I like about this and why I gave up on the Genius Bag is this has got a great handle on it. Yes, it does. It's sturdy. And I can flip my other bag, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, on top of this. Yes. And carry two bags through the airport. The thing that I like about this is that I literally, if I want to take one bag with me, I can. Mm-hmm. And I got this idea from a website called OneBag.com. Oh. You know, one bag to rule them all. <laughs> and and so I, I can't remember who uh, first started talking about this, but the idea of just having one bag. Oh, I know what it was. It was George Clooney. Really? Right? What was that movie called? Uh, Unto- Intolerable Cruelty? Up in what? No. Up in the air? Up in the air? Oh. Yeah, that was it. It was up in the air. And so he has one bag and he's just wheeling through the airport with one bag. And I thought, that is so cool. Yeah. So minimalist. Well, I can do that with this one because on the outside of it, I've got this nice pocket right. that my laptop will fit into perfectly. It's kind not, of like a little envelope pocket. Yeah, so like a little envelope. But not only that, look at that. Look how big that is. Oh my gosh, you could put a binder in there. If I can put for a meeting, you could put books in there. I could put my tablet. It's probably uh, about two and a half inches deep and 12 or 13 inches. Yeah, probably 15 inches. I could, put, yeah. I could literally put a 15 inch yeah. laptop in there if I wanted to. Plus, it's got all this uh, space up here on the top. There's another little compartment above that. Yes. So I knock stuff over. That's where I like to put cords, power cords and things so they're easily accessible. Or stuff like I put my sunglasses in there, you know, things that I'm going to need while I'm on the road. Some my boarding pass. By the way, I have specific places I put all this stuff so I don't lose it. Okay, so here's the main compartment. And honestly, this isn't that special. Right. It's just big enough. It just works. I I can travel probably three days Uh with this carry-on bag. It does have a compartment over here where I uh, attend on, on the lid side of it. That's got some mesh. Right. So you can see through it. Put your dirty stuff over there. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't do that. I put, I put, I put my underwear and stuff over there. It's my own system. And then I have shirts and pants and shoes and everything on the left side. It's really the next level. Okay. Okay. One other little feature, and then I'll let you talk about your bag. Let me zip this back up. Is that I like that the back of this has, I don't know what you call this, but a, a place for your uh, luggage ID to go. Right. So you can put a business card in there or something so that... I like that too. It's a little mesh kind of window. Yeah. So kind of a window on the very on the back, back so that mm-hmm. you can uh, put your ID there. Right. So that's it. I mean, there's nothing special about it except that it just works. And I've taken, I don't know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of miles with this thing and it works. So I have that very bag that you have and I love it. Um, but we were on a trip to Chicago last year where our flight got delayed by hours and hours. And we, I don't know how many miles we walked in the airport, but I had another bag. We got our on steps t- in. Let's we got our way. steps in. And what I found is that my forearm was really tired by having to hold the bag at an angle, you know, with my other bag right. that was very full on top of it. And so I, I went ahead and I bought the spinner version of the Eagle Creek Tarmac 22. So I've got four wheels. It's got kind of a hard case. You know, on the yep. back um, to hold the, you know, the wheel system. The downside is you lose a little bit of space. So this is probably not my go-to for winter when I need that extra space if we're going somewhere cold. Uh, but I really love it. The other thing that you didn't mention that I love about these bags is there are handles everywhere. So there's a handle 
on the bottom, there's a handle on the top, there's a handle on the side. So, you know, when I go to lift this in an overhead bin, it's really easy to do it in a, in a way that's not awkward. You know how you, you're sitting down below one of those overhead bins and somebody right. tries to lift their bag up awkwardly and they almost you know, take Conk you out you. in the process? <laughs> that's not going to happen with this bag. So another thing is it's a little bit shorter in the front. This pocket that we talked about, the, the laptop envelope is a little bit shorter. Um, I can still pretty much fit my laptop in there. It might stick out a little bit. Okay, try, uh, try, let, let me, me hand it. you my laptop. All right, so I'm testing it. I'm borrowing, I'm borrowing your laptop to do this here. So see, it just sticks out just a little bit. What about if you put it the other way? Okay, hang on. I think it's not. Oh, it totally works, guys. You know, I make it look easy, but. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Lee Duen, I got my, my life solved. Okay, so you can, in fact, fit the 15-inch MacBook Pro. In 13 the front. inch. 13-inch, sorry. Yep. Gosh, get it right, Megan. Um, <laughs> you're in the front pocket. All the other features are pretty much the same as your bag. Great strong handle in the back, which is really important. Um, I'm having a little bag envy. I, I think you really need both. I'm just going to say. I, I like the spinners because, uh, again, it's less effort to move it through the airport. Well, especially if the airport's crowded. You just take up less of a footprint. You know, I find that yeah, I... I I'm, I have the other one and I hit people. I think there may be a purchase in my future yeah. this afternoon. Okay. So now that's in, in the perfect world of one bag, that would be it. But sometimes you need more than one bag. So let's talk about our laptop bags, because usually the truth is we travel with two bags right. most often. So, and, a, and I want to talk about that. Like when I w really want to be minimalistic and, you know, go all uh, George Clooney, then I'll do the one bag thing. But honestly, I like having my laptop accessible at my feet. And I like all my cords and all my geekery with me. So I have a bag that I want to talk about. Talk about it. Okay, this may be the best bag ever invented. And this is, this <laughs> is the closest year. I've come to bag nirvana. <laughs> wow. And I've had this bag for about uh, two years, or a version of this bag. And this is the eBags Professional Slim Laptop Bag. Wow. Okay, and it's basically a backpack. Right. But you're gonna freak out. You're gonna want one of these. It looks kind of techy and you know, like if you were if you were some kind of tech, you know, guru in Silicon Valley, you would probably well, okay, walk around with that. But it's black, it's a yeah, business it's just thing. sleek and minimalist. I feel like this would be consistent with the Apple brand, yes. you know, kind of aesthetic. And it's small. Yeah. I mean, look at it. It is small. You know, it's called a slim because it's not it's not very thick. It's probably what, about twenty inches long and maybe four and a half inches wide. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's 20 inches. I think maybe more like 18. But anyway. Okay. okay. So let me tell you about some of the features. So the very first thing on the front of it is you have a zipper pouch right here. Oh. Okay. What do you do with that? So that's like, they call that a Napoleon pocket. Because as you can see, like if you were Napoleon, right? Ah. And so um, basically you can slip a boarding pass in there or a passport. Nice. I love that. Because okay. again, I never forget where my boarding pass is when I'm right. traveling with this bag. It always goes there. Now, when you open that up, there's a little bit of flap on the outside. And you open this up. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. So it's it's orange on the inside. The orange. Okay. I am the aesthetics geek around here. And I just love it when something looks kind of, um, 
you know, nondescript on the outside, but then it has a wow on the inside. And that burnt orange, which looks kind of like, you know, UT Austin orange is really beautiful. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. And it and it allows you to see what you're doing. Exactly. Like if it was just black, you'd miss it. Well, this is my big complaint with women's purses is they're, they're all lined in black and you put stuff in there and you can't find anything. Right. As like, if you could anyway. But anyway, I digress. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's all these mesh pockets. And so I have, you know, like I've got USB flash drives in this one. I've got my adapter for my MacBook Pro that allows me to put in other, you know, plugs. I've got a place for my glasses in wow, here, my reading glasses important. and sunglasses. I've got a spot here where I put all my presentation kind of stuff, like my, you know, remote clicker and all that. It's so got a like pen things holder. You're using when you're speaking. Yeah. In other words. It's got, uh, I can hold two pins in here. And then it's got two other pockets. Oh my gosh. Pockets so within I keep, pockets. I keep all my... Uh, adapters, because when I'm traveling, and especially if I'm speaking somewhere, I never know what kind of machine I'm going to be hooked up to. Right. So I have all the adapters. So let me ask you a question about that. Do you leave this fully loaded all the time? Yes. Or, okay, you do. So you're not emptying it out every time. Nope. Because, and why do you do that? Uh, because it's too much hassle. It just was cheaper for me to buy a second set of cords, and I'm ready to go. I never have to think about, you know, okay, I've got to remember to get that cord, and i got to remember to get that cord, and try to, you know, pull it all back together and put it in here. It's all, right. all ready to go. This is a breakthrough for me. I don't do this, and it's my... What? There are two parts of my packing that I hate. Actually, three. Number one, getting the cords. Number two, packing my medicine, although I think I have a good solution on that. And number three, makeup. Just all the little stuff that you have to put together. So I think I'm going to have like a duplicate set of makeup. Totally. I'm going to have a duplicate set of cords. And now my medicine is kind of being arranged. I'm, I'm going to show you that on the medicine here in a second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So zip that bad boy back up. This makes this bag cool. Okay. Do you know how Do you know how you're always hassling with all the cords and they're all in the way of everything else? And it just makes you feel like everything's a mess. This thing has what they call a garage. What? And so at the very bottom of the bag, you open up this little compartment. Okay. Okay, check this out. Dun, dun, dun. And this is what all are you my about? power cords. <gasps> so, okay, this is like a little Easter basket full of <laughs> every cord you could ever need. I mean, that's amazing. And it's the size of like a kid's shoebox. Like it's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. And so like I've got uh, the brick that runs my MacBook Pro, which I think is right? a 65 watt. Then I've got a 29 watt, two of these, one that powers my um, uh, my iPad, iPad Pro, mm-hmm. and another one that powers my phone. Now get this, a lot of people don't know this, but those little bitty iPhone yeah, rechargers, well, well, first of all, they don't charge that fast. Right. This is a fast charging op- yep. option. More wattage means faster charging. Yep. So this will charge an iPhone very quickly mm-hmm. and an iPad Pro very quickly. And then I have all the cords that are in here too, and check this out. This is really cool. This will make you a hero sometimes. This is an extension cord that if I plug this in at an airport, suddenly it gives me two additional, actually three additional uh, AC power outlets and a USB one. And so sometimes I'll go up, like, you know how somebody's always camping on the the AC plugs. Right. And you're like trying to find one to to recharge. I'll just go up and say, hey, would you mind sharing that with me? And I'll just plug this in and we'll both have one. I learned this from you and it has made my life better ever since. It's fantastic. Okay. So we haven't even gotten to the inside of this bag, by the way. We're still we're still on the front side of it with all of the pockets. So what okay, is the inside? Okay. So this has two inside compartments. Oh, by the way, it also has a water uh, bottle carrier on the side. Incredible. Yeah. You're not gonna be dehydrated. No, I'm not gonna be dehydrated. I, I typically use one of these for my sunglasses if I'm taking both bags. Right. So I'll put my sunglasses in here in the water bag on the other one. Okay. Then inside here. 
is a place for books. Like I put my full focus planner in here. Right. And I put this little bag. What's in that little bag? Okay. I'm going to come back to that little bag. That's the magic bag. Okay. Okay. So this is like a a mesh bag that's probably like a six by three inch bag that's an Eagle Creek bag. And we don't know what's in it because it's black mesh and we can't see through it. But I'm going to show you what's in it. So we're going to find out in a minute. Okay. Right here, (laughs) when I open the back compartment, there's plenty of room for my laptop. So that's padded, it looks like. It's padded. Beautiful. And... It also has uh, another kind of flap thing in here, so I can put manila folders or a notebook, you know, or, something. A notebook or something else in there. But it's 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 really big for being as slim as it is. It is. One last thing, and then I'll get to the mesh bag. Just set that out so I can get to it. Is that it also has a little pocket in here Ooh. that's lined with uh, this soft fleece kind of stuff for my tablet. Amazing. Isn't it amazing that it all fits I'm in there? I'm very impressed. So I personally don't love backpacks because I find that they rub my clothes when I wear them. And I've had like pilling on sweaters and things like that. I don't know if that's like a woman thing or, you know, I don't know what it is. But anyway. no, wait, let me make sure I understand that. So when you're carrying a backpack? Yes. Like it messes I'll have up your like on my hips or, you know, anywhere where there's a strap making contact with a shirt. So like you're probably wearing a dress shirt, but I might be wearing something like a softer fabric uh, that ha- the friction causes it to pill. So for me, backpack's not a great option, but that, I mean, that's sweet. But but check this out. You can also carry this as a briefcase. So there's a handle right here, oh, wow. which turns it into a, a complete briefcase. So there's a handle here. So you can hold it vertically Top and side. or horizontally. Yeah. And there's backpack straps that are inside of here. They tuck away. Which you can pull and they tuck away. And it has padding for your back. It has anyway, padding that, on the back. That's pretty amazing. Super, super comfortable. I, I'm feeling very insecure about sharing my options with you next because okay, that's well, pretty impressive. I want to get to the little bag, but let's go to your... Well, tell us what's in the little bag. I feel like the people cannot wait for what's in the little bag. Okay. <laughs> and by the people, I mean me. The little bag <laughs> is the accumulation of decades of research. Wow. Okay. So this All is in like six by three. When you're ever when you're ever in a uh, hotel room and you think, "Dang, why don't I have X?" <laughs> right? And and you're already in your pajamas and you don't want to run downstairs and buy one. Right. This bag has it. Okay. And it's not that I'm, big. I'm dying right? to know. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. First of all, we've got some earplugs. Oh, can't live okay. without those. Got it. Just in case. And then I have an assortment of pill bags. Some of these need to be reloaded because I just got. Back from a trip. So that's all your medicine? That's all my medication. So like all, and I don't take any medications except that these are over-the-counter stuff. Like if I've got a headache. Advil or something. So I've got Excedrin, Aleve, Advil, so forth. Those are nice. Yeah. Instead of carrying a big pill bottle. Right. I got just a few. Okay. Because you're not going to use that much. i got a comb. Got to have it? I've got the blackout shades. Okay. Th- okay. That's like an eye mask. Let's, yeah, let's, like, let's, like, let's be clear. It's like a mask. Okay. Right. I've got a... T- a Toothbrush. So toothpaste. these are really like a kind of like a toiletry bag. Yeah, exactly. And check this out. A Tide, Tide pen. A Tide pen. Yeah. Which I've you never actually know. used. And some emergency Starbucks via in case I well, get to a room that doesn't have in-room coffee, which by the way, should be illegal. It should be illegal. Right. And then I've also swiped from those same rooms where they do have coffee, the condiment packs, so that I've got the sugar and the cream. But and all do that you kind have a collapsible cup? Because I'm just wondering how that would work. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Okay, but this is crazy. So I have something to clean my, you know, a little rag to clean my eyeglasses with. I have a wine opener, very super, you know, slender. Haven't used this too often, but occasionally you get someplace where, you know, you wish you had a wine opener. Right. And fingernail clippers and a spoon. Okay. Also for the coffee. I'm telling you, you're really missing the collapsible cup. Yeah, I, 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 they probably have those at REI. Maybe I should invest one. for, For camping. Yeah, okay. No doubt. So that's... That's my little magic bag and that wow. goes everywhere. 
So that is a really hard act to follow. And if I would have known your level of preparation, I would have prepared more myself. <laughs> like I would have brought my little black bag, but alas, I don't have one today. Um, but I have kind of thought about this uh, from a female perspective, which is a little bit different because right. normally you have a purse and a, a second bag that's, you know, something to put your laptop in and all your, you know, business materials and you have your suitcase. Well, that's too many pieces to take on to carry on. So you have to find another solution. So the solution that I have come to that I really like are two different Toomey bags. I love the Toomey brand. It's admittedly expensive. So this is going to be an investment. Um, and I'll share another lower cost They're option as well. They're materials too, typically. They're, they are Durable. really heavy materials. The biggest thing that I look for in a bag, and this is rare in women's bags that or have the capacity to be what you need for travel is that it can slip over the handles of your suitcase because otherwise you're carrying a heavy tote bag for, you know, what feels like miles in an airport. It doesn't work. So I have two different Toomey bags. One is called, and this is a new one that I'm actually going to be testing tomorrow uh, when you and I go to Chicago. And it's called, uh, where is it here in my list? It's called a Toomey Venus Business Tote. That's kind of a mouthful. This is a coated canvas material. Beautiful. Okay, so it's kind of like a gray sort of like model looking um, texture and pattern. It has a little bit of a kind of linen texture to it, but it's very heavy. Like you can, not heavy weight, but like very durable. Let me lift that. Yeah, not heavy. Are you going to be my model? Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Okay, so so it looks like a tote bag on the outside, but it has some cool features. First of all, it has a front pocket where, you know, it's kind of deep. You could put a tablet in here. You could put your phone. You could put a wallet in there. You could strap your key. It has this little um, key. Yeah you know, hook in there, which is nice. And that's one of the things that's important to me is I've got to have a front pocket or a side pocket where I can put the essentials. So I'm not digging through a big bag when I'm trying to board a plane or go through security. That's no fun. So then when you open it up, this bag is probably, I would guess, Good grief. 22 inches wide by maybe 20 inches tall, something like that. That would fit a puppy or a small child. Oh. <laughs> huh? You never know. <laughs> you might need to. So this has two compartments, three actually, big compartments. So I could put on here, um, for example, some notebooks, some books that I'm taking on a plane. I could also put my toiletries. So the, normally what I do is I actually take my toiletries in my bag because I feel like, again, uh, if I lose my suitcase, I want my makeup and I want clean underwear and I want my hair products. And, you know, that I feel like I could manage with, you know, the same outfit for a second day. So, so then there is a center compartment for a laptop, although I don't normally carry my laptop in there. It's nice to have it's padded. And then there are some other smaller zippered compartments where that are, Oh, that's nice. That's like kind of minky. Fill that. Oh, that is. It's pro it's a small pocket on the inside. What's that for? I don't know, actually. Like sunglasses? Probably sunglasses, yeah. Something that would scratch, or glasses, which I'm always taking. Do you think it'd look weird if I carried that bag? Probably. And then there's just there are just several other pockets. So I would include in here my laptop, potentially my tablet, my phone, a wallet that has a wristlet so I don't have to carry a second purse. That's really important. Um, What's a wristlet? So it's like a wallet with a little leather uh, loop that you can just carry, kind of like a purse. But it's all inclusive. Usually, is room like your for credit your, cards and yeah. So cash you, it would have room for your phone. So you don't have. So when we go to dinner, I don't have to carry this big bag with me. Okay. But here's the most important part. I'm gonna close it up. So the back part has a sleeve that opens up. It's it's very nice and compact when it's not open, but it fits perfectly over the handle of the suitcase. So I can basically with this little spinner bag 
Just have my hand on one piece. I can easily get in and out of this bag with no trouble. Okay, so the other bag that I have is called the Toomey Voyager Mansion Carry-All. It's really a mouthful. But this Mansion is a, carry-all. This is a soft-sided... I know, I don't know why, what the rationale is. But it's a nylon soft-sided uh, bag. This is great for like an overnight bag. It looks kind of similar to the it's other one. It's very similar, except it's not rigid at all. Open it up. It's a little more spacious. There are no dividing yeah. compartments. So this is great for taking clothes, shoes. You could probably fit could take two pairs there. of shoes, easily an outfit, your toiletries. And then there's a, a compartment on the front for your laptop, which is great. And there are also places for water bottles, all kinds of stuff. So this is a great kind of multi-purpose bag. I don't love it for business travel um, quite as much because it's floppier. You know, mm-hmm. so this is this would be great if it was the only bag you were taking. But the reason I upgraded to the other one is because I like the rigidity of it a little better. Now, when you're uh, parked in your seat on the plane, mm-hmm. you obviously put the uh, the the overnight bag above, right? But yeah, what do you do? Check it. What do you what do you do with your other bag? Uh, I normally take that with me to the seat. So that normally fits no problem and it's fine. I just kind of, I normally sit by the window and I just put it next to my legs and it's kind of, it has everything I need there, which is awesome. So by the way, this is one of the reasons why I don't like to sit on the bulkhead. Right. Because there's nowhere to put your There's no place to put your laptop bag. So if the cost of those Toomey bags uh, being kind of in the three and $400 range is just, you know, too much for you, which totally makes sense. There are a couple other options that I really like. There's a company called Low and Sons, as in L-O and Sons. They have a bag called the Brookline Laptop Bag, which also has a bunch of neat compartments. It's about uh, $180, I think. It has the sleeve on the back that will go over your uh, carry-on bag, which to me, that is all I really care about. Mm-hmm. They also have a bag that's called the OG, which is the smaller version and the OMG, which is the larger version. Again, they're made out of similar materials. Um, Those are both considered overnight bags, especially the OMG has a little more space. So you could put some other things in there. But those are great options that are a little bit less expensive, but still have a lot of utility. And I think will accomplish some of the similar things we're talking about that are important. Awesome. Yeah. So the point is not our particular equipment, right? Right. Because our needs are different than (laughs) everybody else's needs. But the point is that you can always improve what you've got with a little intention. And a little thought, a little bit of research, and the constant iteration of improving it over time, travel could be so much less uh, hassle. And it can you can arrive refreshed, energetic, focused, and really uh, ready to get on with whatever you're there for. And the truth is, these small tweaks uh, and intentionality really make a big difference. They do. I mean, it, it seems like small things, and you may be wondering why in the world we'd spend so much money on this kind of stuff, but it's because it matters. And certainly you don't have to spend, you know, to the extent that we have. There are many great solutions at all kinds of price points, but uh, but it can really improve not only the quality of your travel, but the quality of the results you're able to produce once you get there, and certainly the quality of your life when you get home. Totally. So today we've learned that you can arrive refreshed, rested, and ready to go by applying these tips. First, spend money for margin, and secondly, to invest in the right gear. As we wrap it up today, I just want to remind you that it's worth spending a little extra on the right things. If you're willing to get the right equipment and accommodations, you can be highly productive on the road. Dad, do you have any final thoughts for today? Yeah, I would just say, as we so often say, start with the end in mind. Yeah. How do you want to arrive? What do you want to be like in the hotel room, you know, do you want to be, have all the stuff that you normally need? Do you want to be refreshed? Do you not want it to be a hassle? And travel is a hassle, even under the best of conditions. And so to de-hassle it, it's going to require some thought and some research, and it's really worth doing. 
Remember to check back on Thursday for a bonus ode. That's right, a bonus episode, which is an interview with Jim Kelly, who's going to tell us all about the best apps to use for organizing your travel. As we close, I want to thank our sponsor, Leaderbox. It provides automated personal development in a box. Check it out at leaderbox.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for today's program, including links to the travel gear we talked about today. You can also download a full transcript at leadto.win. And if you like the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also please leave a review. That helps us so much and we've made it really easy to do. Just go to michaelhyatt.com slash review it. The program is copyrighted by Michael Hyatt and Company, all rights reserved. Our producer is Nick Jaworski. Our writers are Joel Miller and Lawrence Wilson. Our recording engineer is Mike Burns. Our production assistant is Natalie Fockel. Our intern is Winston. Just a reminder that Megan and I are going on sabbatical for the next five weeks, so we won't have a show, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be running our best of, the best shows over the last year for the next five weeks. And then when we get back, we're going to be talking about the four daily rituals that are guaranteed to make you super productive. Until then, lead to win.